you so much for the Lord uh, in terms of outreach. Uh, we want this community to know that there's a ministry uh, in, this, in this vicinity. Amen. Uh, so I know Mama Soto will help us uh, to reach this community for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, so I said today we are concluding our series, Fruitful or Fragile. Uh, I changed my text a little bit today. I'm going to, we're going to look at a similar text, then we'll go back to our regular text that we have been looking at about the fig tree. Amen. But today I'm going to read from the book of Luke, uh, St. Luke chapter 19, from verse 11 to 27. I believe that's a lot of reading right there. Uh, it says, Now as they had these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten miners, and said to them, do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And so, it was that when he returned and received the kingdom, he then commanded the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Can you say had gained by trading? Gained by trading. Then he came to the first saying, Master, then came the first saying, Master, your miner has earned ten miners. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in a, in, in a very little. Sorry. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in a very little. Have authority over ten cities. And the second came saying, Master, your miners has earned five miners. Likewise, he said to him, You also be over five cities. Amen. Amen. Then another came saying, Master, here is your miner which I have kept, put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you, because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit, and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit, and reaping what, what I did not sow. Why then? Did you not put money in the bank that in my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the miner from him and give it to him who had ten miners. But they said to him, Master, he has ten miners. For I said to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. Hallelujah. Are you fruitful or are you fragile? Father, we thank you for your word this day. Father, we thank you for what you want to accomplish today through your word. Encourage us. Lord, lift us to another level. Father, we pray, provoke our hearts to action. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And the church of God say the amen. amen. Hallelujah. 
So over the past weeks, I have been talking about the fig tree. That Jesus uh, saw from afar that the fig tree had leaves. But when he got near to the fig tree to obtain fruit, he found that there was no fruit on the fig tree. And today, uh, we read from the book of Luke chapter 19, from verse 11. The word of the Lord says, there was a master who was about to go to a land that was far away. Before he went, he took ten miners and he gave the ten miners to one of his servants. And he took five and he gave to another. And then he also took um, one and he gave to another. And then he said, do business. Hallelujah. Do business. Today I've come to you with this word that God is calling you to do business. Hallelujah. The Lord is calling you to the place of trading. He's telling he's calling you to the place of business. Hallelujah. He says, with what I have given you, do business with it. To each and every one of them, the Lord allotted something. Today I want to tell you that God has put something in you that is requiring of you to do business with. The Lord has given you talents or giftings that is requiring for you to invest. He says to them, I am going to a far away land, but this is my instruction to you. Do business until I come. So the Lord, we are told in the book of Acts that Jesus ascended on, uh, on the cloud and he said, in the way that, uh, that, you, that you see me going, I will also come back. Amen. Amen. So he left an instruction to do business. He says, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. So we are instructed according to the gifting that he has given us. Unto each and every one of the servants, he gave something. There is no one to whom he did not give something. Even to the one that he least expected to do something with what he was given, he still gave something. Right? The expectation of the master tells me that he had expectations for each and every one uh, that was giving the gifts to. But the expectations were different. Right? Because if he was expecting the same from everyone, he would have given them equal gifting or equal minus. But we see him giving ten to another. He gives five to another. And he gives one to another. My question to us, Rise Fellowship, if the Lord was to give people minus or talents in this house, how much would he give you? How much would he allot to you? He's not going to give to us equally. Right? But it's not his desire not to give to us equally. Hallelujah. But it's according to what he has measured, our ability and our capability. He's going to allot giftings, talents to each and every one of us according to how much we are going to be able to invest. I said when Jesus saw the fig tree from afar, the fig tree spoke of fruitfulness, even though it had no fruits on it. The fig tree had a pretense for productivity, but it did not have anything on it. But I've come to challenge you today as I wrap up this series that God is calling you to be productive. 
that God is calling you to be fruitful. God wants to give something to you that you that you would invest. He says, do business until I return. What business have you been up to? Hallelujah. There is something that we have been up to, each and every one of us. There is business that we are doing, whether we like it or we don't. You are involved in, in, in certain transactions on a daily basis. We said he got to the temple. And when he got to the temple, he saw that they were trading within the temple. They were selling in the house of the Lord. They were doing business. But it was not the business that God had designed his house for. And I say beyond the building that we are gathering this, this morning, which is four walls. Hallelujah. There is a building that the Lord has put an investment in. And that building is you. He has deposited something in you. And he's expecting a return. Whether you like it or not, there are transactions that are taking place in your life. Uh, but today my desire is that if there were transactions that were taking place in your life that are ungodly, that tables will be turned. Hallelujah. Today I'm coming with a whip. Hallelujah. Like Jesus that went into the temple with a whip and he drove out all those that were trading in a manner that the house of the Lord had not been designed for. And he said, my father's house shall not be a den of thieves. I've come to tell you what God has called you is greater than you can ever imagine. What God has desired for your life is lofty than you have ever thought. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, come on, preach with me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Preach with me. Hallelujah. Amen. I will preach it whether you say amen or not. Hallelujah. Amen. I will preach it. Amen. amen. I will speak it and say God has put something in you. Amen. And when he returns, he's looking for his investment. I said God's gift to us is potential. And our gift to God is investment. <laughs> Develop the gift. Work the gift that he has given you. Let it produce fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. So I said he does not give the gifts equally. But he gives accordingly. So he measures first before he gives. If he were to measure you. Okay. Let, if I were a pastor and I was to measure you, uh, can I measure you today? Can I measure you? All right, allow me. If I were a pastor, like I am, amen. If I was to give somebody a gift, what I'm looking for are traits of faithfulness. How faithful are you? Now, faithful is measured in works. There are things that are tangible that I can see as a pastor. For me to say, I can trust this person with an assignment. Amen. That's the same way God looks at us. Hallelujah. He can say, I can trust this person with this assignment. Me to be a pastor today standing here, it didn't start here. For him to trust me with this assignment. Paul says, I find I'm thankful to God because he found me faithful. That he made me a minister of the gospel. Amen. For me to be a minister of the gospel, it 
statements the Lord, hallelujah, said, and, and he said, this man is worthy of the calling to be called a minister of the gospel. Paul says, I thank for the God because he found me faithful. Are you faithful? Are you faithful? I want to develop Christians that are faithful in this house. Christians that are quality. Uh, Mr. Olaf talked about it. Growth, quality Christians. People that, when you look at, hallelujah, we know I can count on you. I know I don't have to worry about that assignment because you are in that assignment. I don't have to worry about who's going to take care of it because I know I've designed, designated it to you to do it. It's going to be done. It will be done. That's why I'm excited that Mama Sox is back. Because I know, hallelujah, as a church, events are going to take place. Because she is faithful in what God has called her to do. Amen. That's what, with each and every one of you, I know I can count on, hallelujah. Amen. The Lord wants to count on you. Amen. He wants to count on you. So according to the measure of faithfulness, the Lord gave the gifts and the minus to the servants. To one he gave ten and said, This one, this one is the ability to give me the best of the ten. Imagine if he had given ten of the talents to the one he gave one. What a waste it would have been. Right? But he gave the ten to the one who said, You gave me ten. Now you are back seeking uh, my investment instead of presenting ten. I'm going to present 20. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To the one he gave five. He said, you gave me five. But I'm not just going to give you five. I did something with it. When you were away, I was involved in business. I was doing business. Hallelujah. Then I'm not just going to give you five. I'm going to give you ten. Hallelujah. Because I have been involved in business. I have been Hallelujah. God is calling us to be busy about the kingdom business. Hallelujah. He's calling you to be busy to make an investment in the things of the kingdom. Invest in your time. Hallelujah. Your time in the house of the Lord. It's an investment. When you work for monetary rewards, right? It's an what you are investing is the time you spend in that job. But God is also calling you to invest in his house with your time. It means that as a child of God, Christianity is not just about Sunday. It's about every day finding what God would want you to do. Finding what God would, would want you to, to achieve. Who he would want you to speak to. Who he would want you to encourage. Who he would want you to uplift because he has put an investment in you. Amen. I'll talk about the investment in a little bit. Because the investment sometimes is different than what we perceive it to be. But all I want to say as I start my sermon today is that to each and every one of us, God has put an investment. Amen. You are not without talents. Amen. You are not without giftings. Yeah. You are not without anointing. You are not without favor. But God has put in you everything that is necessary for the task he wants you to accomplish. 
So he says, I said the fig tree was green. The leaves were green because God had put everything in the tree for it to have green leaves. So it means that the tree was well capable of producing fruit. The lack of fruit was not the lack of resources. I want to say to each and every one of us, the lack of productivity is not that God has not given us giftings. The word of God says in the book of 1 Corinthians, it says you do not come behind in any giftings. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, you are blessed with every spiritual gift in heavenly realms. Say, I am gifted. Say, I have every gift. Say, I have every talent. Say, I am anointed for what I have to do. Amen. Work with me. It's going to get good. Hallelujah. But we have to lay this foundation first. So I said, you are gifted to each and everyone according to the measure. Hallelujah. Ah, he, he gave it. He allotted talents. But to the one he gave one, when he came, this one said, Lord, I knew you reap where you, where you did not sow. So instead of investing, instead of doing business, what I did is I went and I found a handkerchief and I, 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 I placed my miner in the handkerchief and I hid it. I've come to unearth a hidden gift today. I've come to unearth hidden passions today. I've come to an other hidden seal today. I've come to an other hidden fire today. Because fire is not useful underground. Hallelujah. Your gift is not useful when it is hidden. It has to be an unearthed. It has to come to the surface where it can be useful. Hallelujah. So he says to the one that he has given one, take, take from him. And God gives to the one that had ten. Hallelujah. And this is what he says to the one, hallelujah, that's, uh, l- let me read that, that, that verse real quick. And he said to him, well, well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little. If you are faithful in a very little, God will trust you with much more. Amen. I know you are waiting to be faithful when Rice Fellowship has become a mega church. But the Lord is saying, how can I trust you with the mega church when you are not faithful with a small church? How can I trust you with a million souls when you are not faithful with 70 souls? Are we together? Yes. Yeah, according, he says, take from him what he had. Hallelujah. Let, let me, let me. Then another came and said, Master, here is your miner, which I have kept, put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You are a hard man. You are a difficult man. I know the picture that we always have of God is the picture of the loving God. He is that because he is love. But this, his assessment was right. Because when God has invested something, he is a God that is always looking for a return. Yeah, when he invested his son Jesus, he was looking for a return. When he wanted souls, he planted a soul. Because he's a Lord that, that believes in, a, in the principle of sowing and reaping. What you sow, 
are going to be successful in business, Amen. you have to be a hard man. Mm. You have to be jealous about your principle. Amen. Because if you are not jealous about your investment, it means you are not going to be able to cultivate your business to grow. Uh, it means you are not going to be to do what it takes, hallelujah, to grow that business. But if you are a hard man, you want every cent accounted for, every penny accounted for. Jesus came and said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to account for everything that I have given. That's why I said the victory was cursed. The master was saying, I have invested. I've brought rain. Hallelujah. I, every day, I command the sun to come out so that it can shine on you, so that you can be fruitful. But today, you dare to give me nothing. You dare to give me nothing. Every day, you wake up and you have breath in your nostrils. And you go about as if there is no creator, as if there is no savior. But he said, I put too much in you not to expect anything. I put too much in you not to expect anything. I am a God that cares about my investment. Because, you see, uh, not to care for his investments means not to care for you. Because you are his investments. Not to care for his investments means not to care for your life. But your life is too important for him to say this life should go to waste. This servant says you are an austere man. The master, the word of God says, the master did not say, no, please, I'm not an austere man. You, you do not perceive me right. You do not see me right. But the, man, the, the, the master says, knowing that I was an austere man, why did you not take what I had given you and put it in a bank? That way it would multiply. The word of God says when he comes, there is going to be gnashing of teeth. First to those that did not believe. There will be a gnashing of, of teeth. Hallelujah. Because they are going to be put in fright. And to each man according to his works, he is going to be judged. But then there is going to come another judgment for the children of God. Where God, you see, as we are, okay, let's, let's look at scripture real quick. I want to read from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. This is what scripture says. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, okay, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted. So that's, that's not the scripture I'm reading. First Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. So this is what it says. I'll start from verse 12. 
Now, if anyone builds on this foundation which with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. So the word of God saying a time is going to come when the, our works are going to be tested and fire is going to test and the material we use, hallelujah, to build is speaking about the motives, the reason why we do what we do, hallelujah. It's going to come to test. But all I want to say here is that our works are going to be, to be tested. Now, the word of God says if we continue, uh, with, with that scripture. It says, if anyone's work which he built on it, it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Hallelujah. So that person is going to receive salvation, but it says, so it, it's going to be like he's coming through what? Through fire. What does that mean? When we go to heaven, our bodies are not all going to be the same. Some bodies are going to glow much more than others. But there are others that are just going to be in. But their bodies will not be glowing because they'll be looking like they are just coming from fire. What 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 will God be looking at? He'll be looking at works. He'll be looking at his investments and say, I have invested so much in this. But according to what I invested, I'm looking for a tenfold return. Will he get a tenfold return from your life? He's looking for a tenfold return. So, today, what's your investment in the kingdom of God like? It's a point to examine ourselves, hallelujah. You are, you are the best prophet of your life to measure yourself, to know, hallelujah, the state of your life, where you are supposed to be investing, investing, how you are supposed to be investing. So I say, the word of the Lord says, he gave to each man according to his ability. It's not only giftings that come according to our ability, but I also want you to know that temptations and trials, they also come according to ability. Have you ever heard people say, why me? Why did it not happen to so and so? It's because God has looked at you. Hallelujah. And he has seen that his investment in you is well able to succumb. Is well able to overcome whatever test or temptation you might be facing. The word of God then says to us, no man is tempted beyond what he can overcome. Ah, hallelujah. Walk with me. So according to how God has measured you, you are tempted. The bigger the trust God has for you. Hallelujah. The bigger the problems. So I want to talk to somebody that's been saying, because of the turmoil my life is in, God must not have put something in you. But I've come to tell you it's actually the opposite. Because when you trust, the leash is longer. If I don't trust, that's when I want to find out how many miles did you drive to work 
And when you came back, I would look at your speedometer. And I want to find out where my Vitor has been to make sure that she only went to work and back, right? But if, if I don't trust, hallelujah, I want the password to her phone. I want to find out who she is texting because I don't trust, hallelujah. Walk with me, hallelujah. If I don't trust, trust, hallelujah. It means the leash is small. She has only so much leeway to do things. That's how God deals with us. When he looks at you, he says, can I trust you? Can I trust you to overcome? Then if he finds that you are not able to withstand, then you push off some enemies for you. And you say, he can only handle so much. Hallelujah. He can only handle so much. I know he cannot handle being broke. So I have to make sure here and there that their donors always giving him money. Because he knows you are not able to withstand lack. Uh, that's when he, his leash on your life is small. Because he's measuring, hallelujah, what can you withstand? What can you overcome? My Bible tells me in the book of John, of John, that one day a day came when the children of the Lord were going before the Lord. When they went before the Lord, the word of God says, and Satan was also amongst them. Then the Lord said, Devil, where are you coming from? The devil says, I've been to and from on the face of the earth. Then the Lord said, Have you seen my servant John? Then the enemy says, But Father, if he worships you because you've put a hedge around his life, take it away and see if John will, will worship you. Then the Lord says, I trust this man. Hallelujah. And he says, do anything that you want with him. So the enemy begins to put an assault on, the, on Job's life. He takes away the kids of Job. In one day, he obliterates them. He takes away the wealth of Job. In one day, he takes it away. He begins to put an assault on the health of Job. I don't know about you. You have been saying because of your health, God must not love you. But I've come to tell you, the more he trusts you, the more the things are going to come on you. It's because he has measured you. You are not tempted beyond what you cannot overcome. Trust allows the leash to be longer. Hallelujah. We saw trust allowing the investment to be greater. To the one he trusted more, he gave ten gifts, ten talents. To the one he trusted second, he gave five, five gifts, and when he returned, the one that he returned said, I invested, I invested, I was doing business when you were away. And out of what you gave me, I have turned to show for it. I've come to talk to somebody that's been going through certain things, that's been going through discouragement. To tell you your discouragement was there for a reason. Because the Lord is saying, I have invested in you. I'm expecting a return. I trust in you. Therefore, I will not cradle you. Therefore, I will not garrison you. Therefore, I will not shield you. But I put enough in you to believe that you will serve me. No matter what the enemy throws at you, you will still come out standing and say, the Lord has given. The Lord has taken. But I will still say, 
I've come to talk to somebody whose back has been pressed against the wall to tell you according to your to, to how God trusts you, according to his investment in you. He said, I trust you to overcome. Uh, how do you measure how God trusts you? Because when God doesn't shield you, my God, when he doesn't shield you, when he doesn't shield you, when you can say, I know what it means to be broke. I've been broke before, but I still serve to the Lord. I know what it means to be rejected. I've been rejected before, but I still serve to the Lord. I've been, I've been, I've been scandalized before, but Lord, I thank you because when scandal comes, I know where to stand. You are my hiding place. I will not be afraid. It will not move me from you because Lord, you have tested me and you have found me worthy of testing. I'm preaching much better than you are receiving. I'm preaching much better than you are receiving. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, Job, the word of God says, Job, have you seen my servant Job? The devil says, there's a hedge around his life. But we saw when God took every comfort that was around Job's life, Job still exalted the name of the Lord. Then there's a man in the New Testament. 40 days he had been praying and fasting. When he comes out from being from fasting, his name is Jesus. The word of the Lord says, and the devil came to tempt him. Look at how he tempts him. He doesn't give him candy. He understands 40 days he must be hungry. So he says, if you are the son of God, take this bread, take this stone, and change it into bread. Imagine 40 days without eating anything. I know some of us, when we are fasting, we just see on TV that commercial that brings food on it. All of a sudden, we run to the refrigerator to get some food. Imagine this man, 40 days, hallelujah, and the devil comes with the commercial of the, of the nicest, of the most delicious bread. And he says to Jesus, I see a, a, a light bulb. I see Jesus envisioning this bread with butter on it. And the devil says, you can change the stone and make it into bread. But Jesus says, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. According to how God trusts you, you will be tested. You will be tempted. You will be tried. Hallelujah. The devil did not stop there. The measure of your temptation reveals the measure of the trust God has in you. What does, what does the devil offer Christ next? He says, he, he took him to the pinnacle of the city. When he took him to the pinnacle of the city, he said, can you see all the nations of the world? If you will bow down to me, they will be yours. They will be yours. Hallelujah. To Jesus, he offered him the world. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, the Lord says you shall not serve any other God. He resisted the devil. And he says, get you behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. I've come to talk to somebody. You are saying, I don't know why the enemy is tempting me 
Testament. Hallelujah. Jesus was offered the wealth. What has the enemy been offering you? It is a measure of how God trusts you. The enemy has taken all resources from you. It is a measure that abundance is on its way. It is a sign that increase is on its way. My Bible tells me in the Old Testament there was a woman called Hannah who was barren. She did not have a child. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says that Elkanah would bring some, 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 some meat. He would bring food to her and say, Hannah, you are worthy to me. More than ten sons. I've come to tell you there are things of this world that try, hallelujah, that try to mute the, the voice of lack because they don't want you to recognize the fullness of the potential that God has in you. When the enemy throws what he throws at you, take it on, take it head on, and say, bring it on. I'll not be consoled by that which is not of you. You see, fig trees, fig leaves, this is not the first time we are encountering figs in the Bible. In the word of God, the Bible tells me that the Lord came in the garden of, of, of Eden. And he said, Adam, where are you? Adam had fallen from the place that God had put him on. And the word of God says, he says, I was afraid because I was naked. And the word of God says, and the Lord, had, he says, and Adam had put on fig leaves to cover his nakedness. So I've come to tell you, fig leaves speak of human effort. It means something that you can do out of your own power, out of your own knowledge, out of your own wisdom. But the Lord is saying, when he looked at the fig tree, he said, I see you have been trying to work out salvation out of your own way because you are running away from calamity. But calamity is meant to make you stronger. You are running away. You are fearing what only destroys the body but does not kill the soul. Don't you know who I am? I've come to tell you I've invested too much in you for you to, de to depend on human effort, on counterfeit. He wants you to be the source. He wants to be the source. So he says to the victim, from today onwards, you are going to dry up. Because the Lord was talking to his investment. He was saying, I've invested too much in you for you to be dependent on man. Uh, you have been dependent on men for too long. You have been dependent on men's report for too long. You have been waiting for men's approval to cause you to bear fruit for too long. But the Lord is saying, I have put so much in you. I need an investment from your life. I put too much in you for you to not do what you are supposed to do.
Hallelujah. I don't know what you came to the house of the Lord facing today, but I know you've been through some things. I know you've been through some heartaches. The Lord is saying it was only a measure uh, to indicate that I trust you. The more the trust, the longer the leash. I trust you to overcome. I trust you to come out. Although the night may last a while, joy comes in the morning. The night will not last always. I've designed you as an overcomer, as a conqueror, to be fruitful, not to be buried. You are not fragile. You do not depend on men's approval. You do not depend on men's approval. It's the Son of God. 
is in me is in you you are a lion you are not of this world though you are in this world you do not belong to this world god invested in you investment in you is greater than what you can say than what you can pronounce than what you can declare my 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 refuse to be barren refuse to be barren and say god i am a prophet i am a healer i'm the child of the living god i'm anointed for greatness i'm anointed you are not fragile you are not fragile you see leaves speak to fragileness speak to somebody that won't do anything until the pastor says do this but the lord is saying move beyond human effort move beyond human admonition move beyond human acknowledgement do it anyway whether they notice you do it anyway do it anyway whether they praise you or not do it anyway serve the lord if it means you are the only one pray your friday night be here Your marriage is a testimony. Stay in there. 
Exalt his name and sing often. 
meat offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith the Lord. Faith the Lord. Ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes looking for fruit. Give him some. Hallelujah. The creator of the universe. He looks for fruit. Give him some. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you hold your seat in your hand. I'm going to declare a blessing. Father, I pray and I declare a blessing over your children today. God, there was nothing too pricey for us. Your word says he who did not withhold his own son. How much more shall we give you all things? Father, we do not withhold anything from you. You say to Abraham, now I know that you love me because you did not withhold your only son. Father, it's rice fellowship. We will not withhold our finances. Neither will we withhold our time. When we have to be in the house of the Lord, we will be in the house of the Lord. Lord, when we are needed, we will answer. When we are called, we will answer, Lord. We will answer. We will be there in the right place at the right time doing the Father's business, going about kingdom business. We pray and we declare this in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus and the church of God say, Amen.